Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Yeah, I'm it like turned, I'm not I'm not yeah. getting myself recorded saying any. Yeah, of the no, it turned said. very it turned very Beavis and Beavis and Butthead instead of yeah. the taller, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> let me, butthole, let me see your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what they need to do. They dude, need to remake Black Christmas as a Beavis and Butthead. No, skin. all right, I'm putting this in my in the ether. I need to try to do this. Yeah, possibly before the live stream event. Uh, the Geekscape live stream event that will be on December 9th all day. Hey, we'll I, be there. Yeah, we'll be there. I need to t- take the footage from Black Christmas and pull out the audio and just put Beavis and Butthead clips underneath it. Where she's like listening to the phone, like horrified. Yeah, and yeah it's she's just like, just fucking <laughs> Beavis and Butthead talking. Bunghole. Bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like that has to exist. We can't I'm, be the first people to come up with that idea. I I'm gonna check, and if we are the first people to come up with that idea, I am doing that edit and uh, <laughs> putting it sounds out. Amazing. Um, I think we we kind of gave away what we're talking about this week, man. Just a little we're bit. About we're talking about Black Christmas, the original 1974 quotes around the term classic. Well, I'm just kidding. I think it's a classic, but I'm just not as big a fan of it as Black Xmas. But I've been, I've been very vocal about that ever since I watched both of them. Yeah. So this is definitely a pick for you, but it's also like a classic pick. Like it's it's Halloween. 
It's literally we Halloween. Needed, this we, is we this needed... is the thirty first of October. Yeah. We... yeah. <laughs> I we... um, I I get what you're saying with why you would like. I feel like. Here's what I'll say. Here's my comparison. Hmm. I feel like yeah. saying you like the 2006 Black Xmas. Now this better. is not a Halloween kills moment. No, where, no, like, no, no, remember, no, no. I was like going to bat for that he, movie just to he, piss people off. But. You're on my comparison. You're yeah. you saying that you prefer the 2006 Black Xmas over the original Black Christmas? Yeah. I feel like is kind of similar if you were like, well, I just prefer the 2005 House of Wax to the 1953 House of Wax because yeah, they're, they're such so different. different. Like, like it's just like, what is your personal taste in in this? Because I think yeah. even you would admit that Black Christmas is a much better made movie yes. than Black Xmas. Yes, yes. Like, and that's the thing. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about a lot here where... Black. I know Black Christmas is a good, like it's a solid movie. It birthed the slasher genre. It kind of birthed the killer POV shot. Yeah, like, like I mean, this movie did so much and was so ahead of its time. And it, I think it's more of just the time that I saw it. Like I had heard more about Black Christmas than like I had actually seen it. I actually didn't watch the original Black Christmas. I shit you not. Until Scream Factory put it out. Oh, see now I yeah. I tracked this down when I heard that Black Xmas was coming out because I'm like, well, I want to watch the original before I go to the theaters to see the remake. Well, so, I was 13 when the yeah, original Black Christmas. I was X- I was in I mean, college. The, the yeah, remake came out. So. But <laughs> but I mean, even watching this last night, I was like, God damn it, this movie is so good at being creepy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's and it's creepy. I'm going to basically rattle through all of my notes in a very quick succession Fuck because yeah, because they all kind of are just what makes this movie work for me is like yeah. from the very beginning you've just got this creepy ominous like you're hearing really joyful christmas music but everything feels just off enough that you feel unsettled by what you're watching yeah. all of a sudden there's like these creepy overly sexual phone calls but you still have this beautiful classic christmas music playing mm. underneath it and it keeps that theme going like like there's the scene where he is stabbing a girl in her bed but there's a children's choir singing outside yep. of the house like the way that they blend all of the christmas music with these like really horrific things happening is is really really unsettling and then finally just like that we get nothing on this guy. We yeah. know yeah. nothing. And like that was, uh, according to Bob Clark, that was very, very intentional. He was like, I want it, every person in the audience. As opposed to him being like, dude, I just don't know how to end this fucking Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he was like, he's like, I think it's scarier if every person in the audience can build their own motive to this person. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. he just crazy? Is he escaped from an insane asylum? Is he an angry ex-boyfriend? Is he a dude that like had his heart broken by these girls? Like, we have no fucking clue why he's there, why he's doing what he's doing, and we'll never really know. And and I no. and I do think that that is one of the big things that I will give Black Christmas over Black Xmas is that I would also say that it's comparable to 
1978's Halloween to Rob Zombie's Halloween, yeah, where it's like, yeah. I like that I know nothing about this killing machine. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, very urban legend-esque. And yes. I mean, they even take inspiration from that. Like, the call is coming from inside the house at one point in the movie. Yeah, so, and it I still mean, has that Bob Clark comedy in it, because yep. you have to remember that this guy then goes on to make Porky's and makes, like, the Christmas story. And, you know, yeah. he, he is a comedy writer above all else so he has like these stupid i mean they they're dumb now in 2022 but i'm sure in 1974 fellatio road was just like the fucking funniest shit that anyone had ever heard i'm sure they were howling and rolling through the aisles this guy has an eye for like colors yeah i mean that those like it's it's I don't know. It's it's like just like in a Christmas story where everything can be very bland, but as soon as you get those like reds and greens, they just pop. They're so shiny and it it puts you in that that spirit even though a girl's getting stabbed with a nice pick like <laughs> And I mean Scream Fight cuz I've seen this movie let's see. I've mostly seen this movie on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I never was able to find like a VHS. I, I, on it. I rewatched it on Shutter this morning. Okay, and I'm sure that that so, was the Blu-ray cut. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is one of those movies that, man, the Blu-ray restoration just makes those kills even more claustrophobic and yeah. terrifying. Because before it was usually a little grainy, it was a little dark. You could kind of see what was happening, but not quite. But like now, even just that very first attack, if it wasn't for the fact that it came out the same year. I would almost say like, oh, this pulled a lot of inspiration from Texas Chainsaw Massacre with how intense the close-ups are yeah. on everything. You know what I mean? Like it is, you are you are definitely in that room with the people as it's happening. Similarly to like the last thirty minutes of Texas Chainsaw, where you are you are the person being chased by by Leatherface when you're watching that movie for sure. And I mean. I know I've been like, oh, I like Black Xmas more. It, it, I do want to reiterate what Matt said earlier is very true. Like, it's they are, they are remakes in name only. Like, yeah. this is it is not a remake. Yes, I prefer that version because it is technically considered a remake, but it's two totally separate movies. So it's not that I like one more than the other. I just like I prefer that movie. Um, yeah. I'm watching that movie more. I think. That if this was a movie I had seen when I was younger, I would have been like, yeah, like this, this movie rules. And I totally, everything you are saying is correct. Yeah. I don't dislike this movie at all. I'm just like, okay, I've seen this. I've seen it because I saw, I've seen everything that this movie inspired. So I've always, when I watch it, I have to put myself in that mindset of this movie did it first and also like you got to put yourself in that like 1974 mindset and this woman's answering the phone and this dude's saying like cunt on on the phone i was thinking about that i'm like is this one of the wild this had to have been one of the most vulgar films at the time it was released there's no way like just in that opening scene the amount of like fucks and cunts and pussies that are said i'm like <laughs> this is insane that this is 1974 and they're shooting this movie is this the most vulgar christmas movie like i know that that yeah we've got bad santa but even then they didn't drop any like this might be it, it like i mean i well, <laughs> it's it's also not only would i say it's possibly the most vulgar christmas movie i also think of all of the Christmas horror movies out there, this is the most Christmassy 
Like, I feel like yeah. this movie is just, it is like, and and I think part of the reason is like, if you're a diehard Christmas nerd, right? Yeah. You're always going to love the Christmas stuff from... Couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. No, not us. But <laughs> but if you if you out there were, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're obviously going to love the Christmas stuff that you grew up with. That's always going to be like part of your Christmas life. But you're also going to have this like weird soft spot in your heart for like the classics. You know, we love yeah. the black and white. It's a wonderful life. Like those movies feel like Christmas time to us. Yeah. And I feel like this movie feels like you take out the murder, <laughs> you take out the profanity, and you just look at how it's shot and what the soundtrack is, and this movie has more in common with an It's a Wonderful Life looking yeah. movie than like any other Christmas horror movie. It it really somehow juggles being very much a 70s film but with a very like 1930s Christmas vibe <laughs> to it. reminds it. me a little bit of the way I view Sleepaway Camp, where I'm like, if you took out all of the weird horror aspects of Sleepaway Camp, I would still watch this as a weird, fun summer camp yeah. movie. I would love to watch these kids play softball for two hours, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I was watching recently. There was something I was watching recently where... Uh, oh, maybe it, I, this is going to... Hollywood Halloween ends actually it was when I was watching the first no like the very first like 10 minutes of that movie I was just like I'd be perfectly content if like no one died and this was just like a 90 minute movie about a really obnoxious babysitting gig with these characters because every character was so strange and weird like the second day we introduced, I'm like, I mean, we can hang out with these people for a little bit. Hey, man, we're not we're not going to get into it, but no. in my opinion, Halloween's Ends was a vibe. I liked it, and that's, I agree. that's where I will end my. The, my I will just on say it. I agree on that. Um, I know what actually the the because it'll be out by the time this is out. We also yeah. did Paranorman for Horror Movie Nights Halloween episode. Yeah, and uh, I gave you a shout out on there. I, I oh, mentioned fuck. I mentioned I your wait. campaign against uh, Hocus Pocus and pro Paranorman. <laughs> um, I did like Hocus Pocus too, though. Yeah. Like I thought it was all right. <laughs> but I I think uh, I think for Paranorman, that's another one of those movies where it's like. I'd be perfectly content if like zombies never showed up in that movie and it was just yeah. like this wholesome little story about a weird kid who could talk to ghosts and like the friendships he made along the way. Like I, Yeah. Like the, those the first like twenty minutes of Paranorman literally make me tear up. Like yeah, with the it's, soundtrack and him just walking through the town. It's beautiful. And the it's, people are looking at him weird and I'm like, Oh, it's it's I would say like literally <laughs> it's uh, us. <laughs> I, and this is not to say that I don't think the Paranorman is a very good movie. Yeah, but, man. But basically, up to like him playing fetch with his friend's dead dog, it is like a perfect movie. Like I'm like this is yeah. like like those first like 20, 25 minutes. I'm like if this was a 20, 25 minute short, I'd be like this is one of the greatest shorts yeah. that has ever existed. And that's I not to love say him that I think catch with the dead dog. Though. Yeah, <laughs> he's like no, you no, just no. Throw I, it. No, that's what I mean. I love that. I love all of that. It's like if that. That was like the yeah. end of the it was just a short about a weird kid who finally meets another weird kid who wants to be his friend and that's like the closing shot it'd be like Aww. beautiful it's perfect yeah. like i don't need i don't need like the the zombies and the satanic cold or whatever yeah. and like it's like no i just this kid doesn't need the whole town to love him he just needs one person to love him yeah. <laughs> like, oh all my right God. so paranorman talk that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we do um but yeah no this movie if we could cast a live action paranorman but <laughs> 
Bob Clark, I do want to talk about this again. Yeah. Like Bob Clark's framing of stuff. I think that the scene where he's, I already talked about it briefly, where he's stabbing the girl while the children's choir is singing. Yeah. It's also got that iconic shot that Bla- that uh, Scream Factory made the cover of their Blu-ray, which yep. is that he's all in shadow except for just the one eye lit. Yeah. And it's like, it's so, again, it's so unsettling. And uh, I'm not sure how much research you did, but three different people played that character in different really? ways. Yeah, I yeah. know that. So like one person was like the body of him in certain shots. But then, yeah. like, Bob Clark was the shadow of him. So if you only saw the shadow, that was Bob yeah. Clark. Him and someone else traded off doing the voices on the phone so that the voice was, like, not easily distinguishable. And then, obviously, the DP was the POV shots yeah. of him. Um, but it's, like, I think that that's cool, too, because, you know, in, in this day and age, we can kind of spoil a movie for ourselves by being like oh the actor who played peter also did the voice of the person on the phone so like theoretically could that yeah. mean like like there's a whole i'm not sure if you i just it's learned- like all the scream stuff where you're like if you listen closely you can hear matthew lillard grunting in the the yeah Ghost exactly exactly well i was gonna say the most recent one is uh are you familiar with the movie the cable guy with jim carrey yeah Yes, I okay. am. So we did an episode. Guy. We did a Patreon episode of that for Horror Movie Night. And when that I was doing sense. when I was doing research, I found out that there's a whole internet theory that I kind of love. Okay. That there's that famous scene. We're so off the rails. We're so this. off the rails. Like, but you'll so but you'll get what I'm saying. It. You'll get why I'm talking about this. There's that they play the 911 phone call of Ben Stiller's character, and he's like, "I think he was Adrian or something." And yeah. it like doesn't quite sound like Ben Stiller. Um, people later found out that that's Jim Carrey. That Jim oh, Carrey did that. Fuck. So it's caused this whole internet theory of like, did the cable guy murder that brother and frame the other brother because they had like ruined something with a television show that he loved? Like he, they made him not be able to rewatch a favorite show from his childhood because they're they refused to work together. <laughs> like it's like that's such a cool like. That could have been intentional. It could have totally been happenstance, but I love the world that it creates because of that one little thing that someone figured out. Where it's like, oh, that's Jim Carrey doing that phone call voice. <laughs> like, oh my god, I feel like I haven't seen Cable Guy in a, at least a decade, so I need to sit down and rewatch that with that mindset. That's way yeah. better than the uh, Tatum was in on everything screen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Look, I I will admit that that is a dumb theory. It's just a fun <laughs> way to watch the movie. I if get you it, watch I get the it. if you watch the movie and think, "Huh, I wonder if Tatum's in on this." All of a sudden, it's this look. I understand that yeah. this is how QAnon happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you look you look for coincidences and you will yeah. find them. <laughs> like, yeah. But, Can we talk about like dude Black Christmas? MVP, yes, Black Christmas. <laughs> MVP of like and he he only popped up like periodically it's not like he did a thousand horror movies but he did pop up every once in a while it was always fun to watch him pop up in black christmas he was in uh tenebre he was in of course he's most famous for nightmare on elm street and then popping back up in nightmare on elm street 3 dude john saxon is the shit I love that man. He's the one person I'm really bummed I did not get a chance to meet before he passed. But yeah, he's... John Saxon is awesome in everything he touches. I just like 
to me, I, I feel like he does not get enough credit for the amount of charisma he just oozes when he hits the screen. Yeah, I mean, this whole... Honestly, this whole cast is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like, they... But, but it almost feels like... Um, how do I word this? It it feels like at the time you're getting these like young and up and coming actresses for the most part. It yeah. feels very um like he pulled people from like the local play scene. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's there's almost like they are they are performing like they are on like a stage show drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but I think that that weirdly works with the movie feeling even more unsettling. Yeah. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hey, we're going to pull all these people at, and we're going to act it out like this. But it just so happens that all these people are also fantact, fantastic actors and actresses. <laughs> like, like they really are. This is a, a gr absolutely great cast, including the smoking hot, I mean, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. I sent you the text this morning. Yeah. Margot Kidder. Huh. Whew. I'm getting a little sweaty over here, man. She is so adorable. And I think it's even better that she is just a drunk bitch this entire movie. And it's great. <laughs> you all right over there, man? Yeah, sorry. I'm reading. I was trying to see if I could find a uh, something. I was, I was like, I feel like there's a fact that I'm forgetting. And I was like checking trivia real quick. Um, yeah. But I did find that the original title of the script was just called Stop Me with a period at the end. Oh, that, <laughs> but, I don't think that would have been. <laughs> no, I don't think that would have been very marketable. I don't think that would have stuck. <laughs> Stop Me. Did you guys watch the Stop Me M uh, remake <laughs> 2003 <laughs> or 2006? But yeah, no, the cast is fantastic. And you're right. Margot Kidder is, I mean, they're all, they're all cute in their own ways little, little pregnant adorable. british girl like I, 
<laughs> yeah, and that the guy that played Santa, like the guy with the afro and the mustache, yeah. he popped up on screen, and I looked at Teddy, and I was like, "That's peak seventy four masculinity yeah, right there, right there." Like that guy is just oozing machismo. So here's the problem with that. So this year, I'm going to try to repraise a, a Halloween costume that I tried six years ago and didn't go smoothly. Yeah, uh, which was Weird Al Yankovic. I love Weird Al. The Weird Al movies oh, coming out. Yeah, but uh, I'll show you a picture, Dylan. <laughs> so yeah. the problem was, I was going for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, you got you but, nailed the fucking Black Christmas guy." No, but I got seventies porn star. Was oh like my <laughs> god, yeah, dude, you are definitely seventies porn starring it up in that. Yeah, I think that I the, love it. We we jacked up the mustache trying to paint the mustache on. And yeah. uh, so, you know, I'm going <laughs> to have to give that a, a second shot, try to get the mustache hey more man, appropriate. Well, that's what's nice about Halloween and Christmas is you get one every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get another chance every year. But man. Fuck Thanksgiving and Easter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Thanksgiving, but Me for too. real, fuck Easter. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just don't care about Easter. The way I worded it to someone, I was like, so my holidays go Christmas, then very close second is Halloween, and then is 4th of July, and then is Thanksgiving, and then the rest are just excuses to have a day off from work. (laughs) (laughs) See, all you have to do is rearrange 4th of July and Thanksgiving, and you've got my list as well. So So, I will explain my my reasoning real quick. 4th of July, I like having the big fucking blowout party barbecue in the backyard. Thanksgiving has kind of become just my parents and myself because all of my other siblings do Thanksgiving with their significant others' families so that they yeah, can do I Christmas with us. So I'm like, Thanksgiving's more depressing to me, but I oh, do love, sorry. I do fucking love a good old-fashioned Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade followed oh, yeah, by like yeah, a bro. shit ton of food. Like, I'm not going to complain about that setup, but I'd rather be like surrounded by like 50 to 60 people that I love and adore in a backyard just like swimming and grilling burgers. Like, that is... Well, I mean, we've <laughs> talked about this before. Like, by this moment... And I'll say it right on 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 air. I'm fucking over Halloween. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like Halloween I could slip done. down to slot three. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, is possible like, it could slip like, down there. I just there. don't. And I think it's because because as we live Halloween every yeah, day of our exactly, fucking spooky dude. lives, like, so. I just don't. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. All I right. have watched. Can we decorate for Christmas now? <laughs> I have watched zero classic horror movies that I love so far this yeah. month. Like it's the been like oh I've new stuff is, came out I watched but that's yeah, it is that time that I think we talked about it on here that I was like hey I watched Texas Chainsaw last night like yeah. that still holds up I think that's about it everything else has been like you said I watched Monsters I watched Hellraiser I watched Halloween ends yeah. I usually I bum rush myself watch anything else I'll like bum rush the the day of like I'll be like all yeah. right it's Halloween. Let me just throw on some spooky ass shit for the day. Yeah. Like I'll actively not be up here doing any video edits and just focus on like being downstairs. If I have to edit some audio podcasts, dope. Like yeah. in the past, I've literally just gone to my parents' house because they're both at work and just hang out with the dogs and feel Aww. like I'm like 12, like just chilling with the dogs, watching it. horror movies, editing audio podcasts. Yeah. Also, they get a way better group of trick-or-treaters than I get. Like I'm kind of like yeah. hidden off in a weird spot where it's like, once like the the four kids that live in this neighborhood come to the house, it's pretty much done. So it's like, oh, I'm just gonna yeah. go and hand out candy where like all the kids are. 
Exactly. And if the weather's nice, we put out a nice little fire on the front lawn and like sit by the fire and hand out the candy outside. Like it's just a, it's a way better vibe than out here. Yeah. So and and also like we've reached a point almost in society where Halloween's kind of over. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the <laughs> Halloween stuff came out in July <laughs> and now we're done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I love. I, I forget what podcast I was listening to because they were talking about people bitching about like Christmas decorations being out in October. Yeah. But like they were like, look, like Halloween and Christmas like are the two biggest holidays where you've got to like decorate the fuck out of your house and plan like both of those deserve a month of pre- like a month or two of preparation yeah. and it's like motherfucker if you haven't bought your like 24 foot skeleton yet and it's the week before halloween you ain't getting it set up no. in time anyway so exactly. like let the christmas people buy their shit yeah <laughs> like, exactly man i don't understand that's it. why spirit halloween opens in like september like so that yeah. the people who actually want to do something go and get all the shit that they need and then plan out how they're going to decorate their lawn and house with it no one no one goes in to Spirit Halloween that's like a diehard Halloween person the week before Halloween to start buying their animatronics and shit. No, dude. That would be I was chaos. In that shit in August. Yeah. Like- I, 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 I was in that shit in August when we went to see uh, WNUF2. Yeah. Like, I went or, to the one in Towson. It was great. Or if you're a broke-ass motherfucker like myself, you go November 1st when everything's on discount and load up for the next year. That's the one right there. <laughs> yeah, because we've talked about that here is my spirit trips usually are, this is neat, this is neat, this is neat. All right, you guys done? Yeah. Cool. Like- 100%. <laughs> I, I went there with my friend yesterday. I can't yesterday. afford any of that shit. Yeah, are you t- serious? <laughs> tonight, my friend's having like a rager of a Halloween party. It's like their first yeah. one in a bit because their kids are finally at the age where they can just like go and sleep over grandma's house and it's not like a fucking burden because they're like eight and 12 you know what i mean like it's like yeah yeah, you're just going yeah you're just going somewhere else we went into spirit of halloween just to see like hey do we need like some fog machine do we need a fog machine do we need black lights like yeah is there anything that's worth buying to like add to the clown room because they have a whole where where all of the uh where all the smoke happens uh, is in the clown room and they've just collected a bunch of creepy ass clown shit and decorate their whole basement with it. Nice, nice. Um, so lucky for those people getting stoned, they get to be surrounded by clowns <laughs> while doing it. Um, but uh, while we were there, I was just taking pictures of like throw blankets and coffee mugs and shit that I yeah. liked and was like, November 1st, I'm going to come back and see like what's the price looking like on yeah. these. Yeah, like, oh, the, the doormat that's haunted mansion theme that says yeah. our tour begins here yeah that's going outside my house november nice. 1st you know what i mean oh, like dude, it finally happened i had friends that went down to disney i now own a pair of haunted mansion crocs finally. nice they're finally only crocs i own and i fucking love them dude they're so <laughs> dope they're so awesome looking all uh, right black christmas black christmas <laughs> i mean we can start to wrap it up it's almost 30 yeah, minutes so like the one thing i do want to talk about is um black christmas of course directed by the legendary bob clark who also went on to direct um a christmas story uh absolute classic we both love a christmas story we've talked about that um Recently, they have put out a teaser for another Christmas story. Yeah. And my thought is, is like, why? In my opinion, <laughs> Christmas story holds up because of the way it was done. Like, I don't think you could do that 
without Bob Clark or somebody with his sensibilities. Um, specifically with those characters. Like, we've seen 8-Bit no. Christmas. We've talked about it compared to the two. And and, and we both really liked 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas is my Christmas story, too. I don't need yeah. someone to... It's For the people who are excited for Christmas Story 2, let me tell you about a little movie called Christmas Vacation 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's and best also, to just And also, there's already a Christmas Story 2. I like, thought that done, there was. It, <laughs> it was done with the... Um, oh, what's his face? From... Um, Daniel Stern? Yeah, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern played the dad in A Christmas Story 2. And honestly, if if you want to be truthful about it, this is like the fifth movie in the Christmas story like lineage because they did like a summer story type deal. Like there's there's like five movies with these same characters in it. I don't need another Christmas story because to me that movie's not about Ralphie. It's not about that family itself. It's about like you being able to put yourself in the shoes of this family and reliving Christmas in a 1950s household. And that's kind of what stands out with it. You and I have talked about it before. What works about a Christmas story is that it's basically like a series of vignettes. I'm, I'm, I just jumped on the Wikipedia page for a Christmas story Christmas. Is that the one? Yeah. A Christmas Story Christmas? Yeah, that's, that's what, what the full title is. Yeah. Um, that's stupid. It's being produced by Vince <laughs> Vaughn. It's intended to Why? be a legacy sequel to the 1983 A Christmas Story and serves as the eighth film installment yeah. overall in the Parker yeah. Family franchise. Jesus. Um, but then this is the sentence that made me real, real uncomfortable because this usually isn't a sign of quality to me. And uh, my apologies to these countries, but it says principal photography commenced in late February 2022 in Hungary and the Republic of Bulgaria. Mm. You know how, you know how that's going to give us that old 1970s Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, and look, if, if you look at the cast, they're like, hey, we're bringing everybody back. I'm like, dude, I it's. I'm sorry. I do love a Christmas story, but I don't need to see like Peter Billingsley as Ralphie again. Well, the Zach other th- Ward as Scott Farkas. Like, I don't need it. Flick's Scott, coming sorry. back. The man's name sorry, is Scott. Scott. My bad. <laughs> Scott. Um, like fucking Flick's coming back. Schwartz is coming back. Like, I yeah, porn I do star love Scotty Schwartz is returning. <laughs> To the franchise. <laughs> but I'm not... This is not one of those movies that I'm like, holy shit, they got them all back! Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, like, the other thing that I don't... There's gonna be a fucking Avengers scene at the end where they're like, yeah, on your left, and it's fucking scuts. <laughs> fucking <laughs> I... Well, like, the other thing with this that just, like, drives me up a wall... Well, there's two things that drive me up the wall. Number one is that yeah. I know that we're probably going to have to watch it and talk about it on the show. Oh, but- yeah. We're not... Do- this is... Okay. We've talked about this before because we've had to stop ourselves. This is 100% going to be something that you and I watch and record during the Christmas season 
that episode's not coming out till no that's some like, like january february <laughs> yeah. march shit right there well that's I, I mean i will pat us on the back we are doing a really good job i mean obviously we're recording this black christmas episode a week before it comes out yeah. but like if we keep with the schedule that i think we're going to keep with with these saturday mornings we will get to yeah. a point where we've got all of our december shit our November, December shit done by like the second week of November. And then it's just like, Hey, this new Christmas thing came out. Let's just watch it and record an episode and bank it for January. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be our sweet spot. And it's going to feel good guys. You're going to feel us in the, cause we're, we will be recording some of those in the midst of the Christmas season. Season. So we're we're like, we're feeling it. March. Yeah, March and April are, I would say those are the toughest months for us. A little bit of May. Then, like, we're getting, like, that, ooh, it's spring and summer happiness. And it's like, all right, I'm feeling, I'm missing Christmas again. January and February, we're just too, we're just too in the thick of, of the sadness that Christmas is over. (laughs) But I'm excited with, like, what's coming next, dude. It's, it's, by the time everybody's hearing this, it's October 31st. And you yeah. know what tomorrow is, dude? It's the it's first Christmas. day of fucking Christmas. It is so fucking you need to Christmas. Get ready. Take out your Christmas lights. Throw the ghosts in the goddamn box. Get ready because Christmas 365 is coming at you. And, dude, I can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Dude, I am looking at basically there's there's one spot that hasn't been filled in our schedule for November, yeah. December just yet. But man, do we have, we've got a stack November, December this year for you guys. Like stay fucking tuned. Oh (laughs) my God. Like it is just, it is, I, we're on, we're hitting stuff that I feel like we've held off on that. We've been like, we're going to keep this. We're going to keep this to ourselves. I can, we're shaking. I can categorically (laughs) tell you that my two picks, my two picks, I have been holding on wanting to talk about for months. Because I'm yeah. like, no, they need to be the November and December picks. They oh, just have to yeah, dude. So. so, guys, I know that much like all the time, we got off track with our Black Christmas episode. But there's not much you can really say. I mean, it's a classic. Watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, it definitely inspired a lot of the horror movies that every we we know and love today. Uh, check it out, man. It's, it's basically streaming everywhere. Like, any free... Um, streaming service, Roku, Pluto, Tubi, whatever the hell. It's on there. It's on Shutter, And also, Screen Factory did a great Blu-ray. Yeah. Happy Black Christmas, Dylan. <laughs> Happy Black Christmas, Matt. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 